I don't know. <laughs> Jamie and Travis presents. We're here. Hello. Uh, today is a very special day. It's our first interview podcast, first of many. Yes. Hopefully. And it, and we started off with a bang. Uh, yeah, we had Gwen Florio in the kitchen, the kitchen studio. Kitchen. Uh, and Barley the dog was quiet, but she uh, he she was impressed by him. She was impressed by him, she, and I think good. people are in awe of Barley. Maybe yeah. we didn't post some photos of we Barley. We were at the parade the other night with Barley, and we took Barley. Aww. I don't take him very much because he's getting older, so it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah, and the anxiety is a little intense. But uh, he twice was called the most beautiful dog on earth, and one person said he should be a model. Really? And I said, "This is why we don't bring him because we get too much goddamn attention from everybody." I I mean I I can see the attention. Mm. He's beautiful in a weird way. Yeah, he's a he's a badger coyote dingo yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, he's very interesting though. So uh, Gwen was awesome. Gwen was awesome. She, uh, for those of you who don't know, quickly, uh, Gwen is a journalist uh, and a, a really uh, successful journalist. She's been doing it forever. Uh, Thirty. Uh, yeah, I wrote it down. <laughs> Before she came to Montana. Montana. She worked as they say the Philadelphia Inquirer. She was part of a staff that was nominated for a Pulitzer. Thirty-seven years. She uh, she covered some of the toughest Missoula topics, including the oh. Jordan Johnson rape trial, yes. uh, which we all know that story, and we'll mention it uh, in our conversation. <laughs> this is uh, what I wrote down. I'm glad I hit record because here's what I wrote down: thirty-seven years. Uh, she likes to go to Clyde Coffee and work in the morning. Self criticism is a struggle. Outdoors is the reason for Montana. Uh, you mentioned that Rattlesnake is like Pleasantville now. Print journalism is dead, but surviving. Election night's the most exciting. Why are you, t- you just told you just told them everything that's going to happen? They're going to the listen. Podcast. Well, they don't know why that's exciting. Oh, well, but maybe they don't even care now. Oh, <laughs> well. Gwen that also <laughs> announces. Uh, <gasps> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, good. Uh, cliffhanger. We have our first cliffhanger. Anyway, we hope you enjoy our conversation uh, with Gwen Florio. Here you go. You guys sound awesome. <laughs> Listen, flattery's not going to get you out of this interrogation. So, and also what we do with this podcast is we have a conversation, but then we edit out our voices. <laughs> So it's just you talking. Talking into the void. For an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's really interesting. It's a weird experiment we're in. Um, awesome. Well, Gwen, Floria, thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. Uh, uh, this is our first interview podcast. You're the so this is the one. first time where we don't just, uh, you know, talk, talk about, about TV together. Yeah, pretty much. You guys coffee. are in so much trouble. <laughs> are, uh, okay, what are we? We are Jamie and Travis present. Gwen Florio. Oh so, man, it's so great um, that you're here. First of all, Gwen, you're back. You're back to work. So you were uh, a journalist for a forever. very long time, at least forever. Yeah, because you're not more than that. You're 31 now. Yeah. And you, <laughs> uh, but can you just sort of quickly? We don't. We're not going to do a bio. Uh, but can you just sort of give us the, the bullet points on your professional 
life? Because I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, let's see. I was in the business um, before I left the Missoulian in 2013 uh, for 37 years. Um, I started off at the Associated Press, uh, not just straight out of college, but while I was sort of still in college, two weeks into my last semester, I got a job offer and left. Yeah. <laughs> you know, jumped right into the job uh, with the AP and then had a variety of jobs. Um, I worked at a number of afternoon papers that folded. Uh, this was way back in the day, the Philadelphia Bulletin, down the tubes, Yeah. Baltimore News American, same thing. Uh, went to the Philadelphia Inquirer, finally thinking that paper would never fold. Right. It hasn't, but it's it's been decimated like everything else. Yeah. Um, the Inquirer, when I was there, uh, still had national and farm bureaus, and they sent me to Denver uh, to cover the Rocky Mountain West. And that's really when I came west, fell in love with it, figured that I needed never, ever to leave this part of the world. Yeah. Um, went to the Denver Post and then the Rocky Mountain News in Denver, always kind of looking toward Montana as the ultimate goal, and finally found my way here. And what year did you come here? I came here in 2005 on November 5th. And so you, I'm coming up on an anniversary. Whoa. I mark it every year. Awesome. And did you, you started working for the Missoulian right away? No, I uh, first worked for the Great Falls Tribune in their uh, Helena Bureau. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and you now are also a novelist. I'm a novelist. It's an amazing Congrats. thing. Thank you. Uh, fourth book coming out next year? Yeah, which again, also amazing, coming out in March. So how do you, I mean, that's, I feel like if I wrote a book ever, I would write one, and then if I got it published, I would be so freaking stoked. And that was kind of my goal. It was like, please God, let me just publish one novel, and I will never ask you for anything again. Not sure I believe in you, but if you're there and you're yeah. listening, one book will do it, you know? And now you're on four. Yeah. And Lola Wicks is your character? She's my character. She's a journalist who, of course, is nothing like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Travis and I, well, I'm a huge James Lee Burke fan. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and the He's Lola, the man. Oh, my God. Uh, how many times? How many times does someone not from Missoula know that you're a mystery writer in Missoula? Ask about James Lee Burke to you. Do you know him? Have you been to his house? Uh, yeah. What's he like? I'm just joking. You know, right? we I'm hang out. Joking. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we go to Charlie's. <laughs> yes. But people who are not from Montana, that's usually the first frame of reference. I'm sure Burke. when they Google, because I know that comes up immediately. Our names come up together. Yeah. That's not. That's cool. Right oh, that yeah, way. That's totally fine. That's awesome. totally great. Uh, um, so uh, you left the Missoulian, mm -hmm. what, 2013? 2013. Uh, and focused full time on your novels. It was a wonderful time. Uh, but now you're back. What happened? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, temporary insanity. No. Um, the Missoulian, after going through a brief and very difficult period, where they had the editor with the yeah, brought the gun to work. It was unfortunate. What was with that? I, I wasn't there, so I didn't know. Okay, but cool. boy, Let's it was tough to watch from afar. Um, they hired a new editor, um, Kathy Best, who kind of out of the blue contacted me to talk about the possibility of coming back. And as I told her when I first met her, my initial reaction to that email was no, no, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Talked to her for about five minutes and thought, huh? Maybe it wouldn't be so bad. What'd she say? Oh, she just, you know, she started talking about news, and I'm a news junkie, and it's like you flip a switch. You're right back in. So um, that's, I would say that's what happened. And are you full-time? 
Oh yeah, and and then some. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, so, 2013, and I don't know if this is true, but you, when I was working at the Missoula Independent, we were both covering the Jordan Johnson. Yes, we were. Trial. Yeah. Uh, at the same time. The endless trial. <sighs> did did that have anything to do with you saying <laughs> fuck it? Um, it did not. Although, um, and I'm I'm really glad that I saw that trial through that whole series of stories through. Yeah. Um, and didn't leave until after that. By the time I left, the um, you know, the Justice Department investigation was in full swing, and I think they had actually issued their conclusions. In fact, I'm sure they had because yeah. I wrote about it. So I kind of felt like we'd wrapped up, you know, the initial, when I say initial, I think it stretched out around three years, right. um, story on that. And so um, it was a good time to go. I wasn't like leaving in the middle of it, which I don't think I could have done. Um, so it didn't, but boy, it was good not to have to deal with that for a while. Yeah, that was like the most, and we're still dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm still dealing with it uh uh and like i'm, I'm avoiding even talk like explaining what the jordan johnson don't, thing don't. is we let's don't, just we say. don't have to <laughs> they, the the our five listeners can google it and they can experience that from the beginning to end like we did so with all this all this shit you have going on mm-hmm. how do you keep it together uh i don't cool. <laughs> i think um if you were to ask my partner how often i lose it and you know i think he would just start weeping <laughs> um he has really been pretty incredible um he just retired a year ago um so we had just about a year together of you know a lot of time and i would write every day and when i wasn't writing we would travel and it was sort of the idyllic existence and then bam back to reality Wow. So one of the ways I handle it is uh, he's doing all the cooking and much of the stuff around the house. And I'm thinking, this is kind of a good deal. That probably is a good deal for him, too. I hope so. I, I hope would so. love to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, house husband? Yeah. Someday. I break my back <laughs> on these podcasts all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> Just crawling on her belly. Jeez. <laughs> good. Um, so uh, I'm a... I'm a pro- I'm a junkie of uh, process. Okay. So, let's start at the beginning. How does how does the book start for you? How does a book start for you? Ah, uh, that's a good question, and that's one I can actually answer. It's how it gets written is the one where I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, but it always starts with place. All of my books are very place based. Um, they're they're set in the Mountain West uh, because I love it. And so it's kind of selfish. If I set it in a place that I like, then I I have to go there and research it. So um, I pick a place, and then I think, what would happen in this place that would make my protagonist uh, have to do a story there? And a story that would cause her some some danger, because they are crime novels. You know, somebody's going to die. Something bad's going to happen. Many bad things are going to happen. So what about that specific, you know, what would happen there that couldn't really happen anywhere else? You know, my second one was called Dakota. Mm -hmm. It was obviously about the Bakken. That was kind of a slam dunk. You know, it was easy to write about the Bakken. (laughs) There's a few things going on um, that made for a good crime novel. Um, The one that's coming out is set in um, on the Navajo Reservation. And it concerns coal mining and some of the controversy. And I say it concerns that, and that's not really it. It's not a book that that um, really focuses on coal mining, but that's kind of a, a facet of it, and, and things sort of uh, swirl around that. You know, I, I don't want to make my books political in any way, because basically I'm telling a story. 
you know, I want to entertain people. I want to keep them reading. But I hope they learn something along the way about certain issues. And uh, I try to sneak that stuff in there unobtrusively. So when you're when you're coming up with, you know, so Lola Wicks is your protagonist. That's mm-hmm. consistent through all the, mm-hmm. the stories. Uh, Travis and I are both big villain fans. Oh, I like the villains. Yeah. Of I mean, it's sort of everything. Yeah. Uh, James Lee Burke, awesome villain. Oh, terrifying. Terrifying. Um, how would you're coming up with a villain? Yeah. Which is sort of everything, and you've done yeah. it really well. Thank you. How do you make them evil and all that other good, juicy stuff in different ways each time? Or are they saying, yeah. or do you base them on people? I don't base them on people. Wait, and who are the people you Yeah, base come on. Them? Right, no, I know. On. It would be so satisfying. If you were to, do to base that. one on someone who? Well, that's Jamie, in politics in Montana. Right. <laughs> um, I think I did once, and it wasn't a villain, it was just a throwaway line, but I did have a line about a poster of a politician holding those uh, leather work gloves that were ideally, you know, that were shiny and yellow and unused, and then there was a politician who, probably more than one, but I remember one specifically. How did you come did up that. with that? That's so you crazy. Know, it was just so, they all, you know, they put on the flannel shirt and the jeans, and sometimes they shoot things, and they're like, we're real Montanans. Oh, yeah. And it's such a cliche that I just had to put it in the book. The current ad running, the shoveling shit one. Oh, yeah. Is, oh, man. So over it. It's so brutal. Um, so, so do you, you stay in a routine? What do you do? Um, I, I kind of have to, yeah. um, and especially now I'm doing the thing I swore I would never, ever do in my life. I am not a morning person. I do not like the bright sunshine. Really? You know, I like the dark of night, but, um, I realized when I went back to work that by the time I got home at night, I had no brain cells left, you know, done. And the only way I was going to get these books written was to get up in early in the morning and it's just awful but so what i do is i go over to clyde coffee right right across from the missoulian uh first of all awesome coffee awesome people nice room too nice room and there's a little morning crew there we all sit there and we type away and then right before nine i kind of get up and switch my brain over to journalism and walk across the street are you the kind of we've talked about this me and travis but when it comes to creativity i am like such uh a ninny about stuff where like I am a morning person and when I was writing I would have to write in the morning yeah and then like the second nine o'clock came around I'd be like well I can't I can't (laughs) I can't be expected to to think anymore I think that sounds perfectly reasonable yeah oh I have the opposite it's nighttime so then when I think when I think I get up early and I'm doing stuff working through everything I think everything's dumb like, I think yeah. everything that came out of me is dumb until 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I'm rolling, rolling, 9 a.m., looking over the edit. Oh, I'm full of shit. <laughs> Start that over. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah, there's that feeling, too. Uh, so do you, have a, do you have a daily, do you have a goal? Um, do, you have, try to, do you try to get a certain number of words yeah, in? I do when I'm doing a first draft. And when I did not have the day job, um, it was a thousand words. And sort of like Jamie, um, I would get to like 987 and I'd be like, oh, come on, you know, can I just type a few words over and over again? Till I hit? Yeah, I'll work but I, I really wouldn't let myself quit till I hit. But the minute I hit a thousand, if I was in the middle of the sentence, man, I was out of there. So out. Done. Vacation. Um, <laughs> now with work, when I was doing this before, when I worked, um, I made it 500 a day because f- you can you can do 500. Yeah. 
Um, even if you're dead, you can do 500. So um, I have to start a new one in January, and we'll see how that works. So one of the things that's like, so I, I really wanted to be a fiction writer mm-hmm. when I was in school. And uh, at some point, I, I just sort of realized that I sucked at it. And uh, and then I and like that stopped you because the, why? I heard, well, <laughs> I well, I would say that. So back to me being a ninny. Uh, no, uh, I I was sick of it. Is ninny? A, what is ninny? Is that a, a shitty word? word? Should I not say that? No, you can say it. Oh, it's 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 one of those it's one of those words, like all of them, that it would take me five minutes to trace it all the way back to something racial. Yeah. All right. Let's not. <laughs> But I'm sorry if that I think sucks. Ninny's fine. I think it's I fine. I think it's fine as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, then I started, I tried to do nonfiction. Yeah. And what I found was I was like comforted by nonfiction because I could observe a story and know that that story was interesting. And then it was just on me to convey it in an interesting way. Fiction seems terrifying because you just fucking you make everything up you don't know that's so funny you said that so yesterday at seven in the morning seven fifteen, i gave a talk to the rotary club the lovely rotary people on exactly that subject and i said that i said when you do journalism when you do nonfiction, if you're doing long whatever you're doing with nonfiction, you know your story when you sit down to write it that's so wonderful and when you do fiction there is that blank screen which is like the worst sight in the world it's like i don't know what goes on there Something goes on there. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know what it is. So how do you... It's I mean, awful. Has it, has it, do you feel like it's changed your psyche at all? Um, Having, I mean, you've had success with your... I create, guess. With, with, you know, coming up with these stories. Yeah. But, you know, and here's what I thought, and, and this is going to be so discouraging, but I, I bet you guys found it with nonfiction, too. You know, you think it's going to get easy at some point if yeah. you do it enough. And I thought with fiction that I thought, oh, at some point I'll do this over and over again. And when I sit down, the ideas will just come and the words right. will flow. And I'll, you know, no, never, ever. Every single word is like, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. Pulling it out of thin air. Yeah. <laughs> say oh, it yes. that way. Yes. It just, and once in a blue moon, um, I've used this analogy over and over again. And I stole it from Ann Patchett because she said it really well. She talks about um, writing being like tugging a suitcase through the airport, like Minneapolis, you know, when you're trying to find the Missoula gates at the far, it's far terminal. So far yeah. And so you're dragging the suitcase, you're dragging the suitcase, it's forever. And then you hit the rolling sidewalk. And for a few minutes, it's like, <laughs> and everything is yeah. wonderful and the words are flowing and then you hit the end of the sidewalk boom and you're dragging the suitcase again and I think that's what writing is like once in a while you'll get three or four graphs that are just chugging along and then it goes away and then the worst is like what Travis was saying then you reread it the next right. day and you're like oh man right. it wasn't even good it's Stupid. like come on <laughs> yeah do you so. do does self-criticism increase for you as you're, as you've, as you now you're going to probably, I think I probably know more, which makes I, I kind of miss my blissful ignorance when I and when I first started, man, I thought I was so good, <laughs> and I go back and you know I read the very first novel I ever wrote and it was such crap, it was so bad. Really? Yeah. The, pop, I, the finished version. Uh, it was crap. not the one. No, it was oh, one that never got published, and now I know why. Oh. Um, and I tried to resurrect it. It was set in Wyoming, and my third novel was supposed to my third published one was supposed to be in Wyoming and I thought oh good I'll just resurrect that one and I'll rewrite it and it'll be fine and literally maybe 10 pages of that made it into the book yeah. into the book that oh. got published I mean the rest was just just 
eminently throwawayable. <laughs> so what you're saying is yeah. it's not getting any easier. No. Oh, I know. No. We were supposed to, this podcast was going to be called Inspiration. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it always sucks. One <laughs> Florio presents Inspiration. Right. And I'm not the person who originally said this, that, you know, writing sucks. Having written is wonderful. But yeah. writing just sucks. Yeah, uh, I'm in. I, I'm a songwriter. I don't. Oh. I don't write page. I write song, and it's uh, and it's only terrifying. getting harder. Yeah, yeah, it's only getting harder. I thought. I thought everybody. Uh, the the advice always is just keep writing, just keep writing. Get it. Yeah. Get the stuff out of the way. Get the stuff out of the way. But. Uh, and I think that is good advice. I mean, I, I have to think if you do it enough, you're getting better despite yourself. Yeah. I yeah. hope so. I hope, um, you know. And I hope. You know, we're all learning something. Basically, we're all tortured geniuses, right? Oh, so tortured. <laughs> I got that oh, part down. I I, <laughs> Still I, waiting I was, for the other part. I wasn't even going to come out and do this. Yeah. So tortured this morning. I mean, really, yeah, because really what you're doing is getting better at self-editing. Yeah. So the better so. you get, the more neurotic you're getting right. also. Right. So you're making everyone around you more miserable. Yeah, I spend most of the time talking about how horrible <laughs> this new song is. <laughs> this is stupid. Oh, uh, here, I'll play it for you. Isn't it stupid? And nine times out of ten, somebody says, no, it's pretty good. I know. Uh, you're, you're biased. Right. Uh, you're lying. Right. You're my mom. Yeah. <laughs> you're, my, you're my girlfriend. You have to say you yeah. like it. And I, I just think it is astounding that any of us ever manage to maintain relationships. It's like, who would oh, put up with us? Who yeah. said we do? Oh, well, oh. there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yes. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm in the longest one right now. And I think it's because she's pretty durable. Good. She's very durable as far as art goes, and the fact that our house is art. That's great. And he just referred to her as durable. Durable. <laughs> oh, honey. Wow. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking some flowers, maybe. Durable. Good. Good. No, no, durable. Like that, she will say thank you. Okay. <laughs> <that> Good. <laughs> durable. Bridget is durable. Uh, so you're. Let, let's transition to Missoula for a minute. Okay. You're, this is a this is a Missoula. Oh, did we lose the coffee? Here it is. Nice. <laughs> We're drinking this coffee, by the way, Gwen. Uh-huh. It's oh, called. Yeah. We should have warned It's you. called Death Wish. Awesome. And where does it come from? Because it's really good. We don't know. Sorry, I was looking at that. We normally drink black coffee. Yeah. But I think this is a company. It's supposedly the world's strongest coffee. Excellent. It's, and it's it gets you. There's no <laughs> such thing. Oh, this. I mean, this the, you know, is... it's not possible to be too strong. No, and it actually tastes so good. It does. That's the it's other really problem. smooth. Because yeah. it is like supposedly five times the normal Excellent. amount. Oh, good. But I, I also think so. it's like it's sort of a time release because the last time we had it, yeah. like four hours later, you're still like. I have I've dialed nine one. <laughs> <laughs> no problems are going to happen. We're going to be okay. But yeah, um, <laughs> we should ask first. We should yeah. warn people. Yeah. That Death Wish is happening. That makes it a way more interesting podcast. <laughs> what is happening to me? Right. So, uh, Missoula, you lived here for 10 years? Um, not quite, because I, I had a couple years in, um, in Helena first. So I came oh. here in 2007. So a while? Yeah, almost. And what, uh, let's, this is a lame question, but we'll start here. What is What keeps you around? Why do you love it here? Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I, I hate to sound trite, but look out the window. Well, it's a trite question, yeah. so I can't No, it. it's not a trite But, you know, it's it's just so beautiful. Um, it literally is today. It's, it's today is just stunning. Um, 
And so enough days like this. Um, if I try to think it through and, and make it deeper than it is, other than I wake up every morning and look outside and go, holy crap, Mount Jumbo's still there. Um, I grew up on a wildlife refuge, and so 90% of my childhood uh, was spent outdoors yeah. in, in, in the nature, as people will say. Um, and this lets me do that you know, to the extent possible um, that I couldn't do in a, in a regular place. I can walk out my back door, live in the lower rattlesnake and be on trails in five minutes. Yeah. And that's what makes me happy. Yeah. You know, I don't care if it's snowing or cold or raining or whatever. I just want to be outside with trees and stuff around me. Um, and as long as I can do that on a daily basis, everything else is good. Cool. So that's why. And you going to stick here, you think? Oh, God, I hope so. I really hope so. How long are you going to do this second gig with the Mazillion? Um, Until Medicare. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. There's no such thing as retirement. Right. Um, so no such thing. The thing that where I'm heading is, so downtown, mm-hmm. the amount of construction happening right now in Missoula. Let's talk about roundabouts. Just joking. No. Oh, roundabouts. Oh, <laughs> anti-roundabout? Well, you know, I know. I know that theoretically they make traffic flow better. But no. everyone needs to know how to use no, them. No one knows how to use them, and it makes me insane. <laughs> you know, I came, I lived many years in New Jersey with jug handles, and I thought those were bad. And then I came in the roundabouts. It's like, just, you know, there are rules. They're not that hard. Just follow them. It's like people no. on bikes, you know. Yeah. I also think uh-uh. there are probably people, right table. Uh, you know, like in the, the lifted diesel pickup truck. Who, mm. who probably do know how to use them, but refuse to right. use them properly. Yeah, same guys that yell at me on my bike. People get real fired up well, about roundabouts. It's not actually the bikes; it's the people on when cars who treat bikes like pedestrians. Yeah. So if yes. I'm on my bike, I should, you know, yep. they're waiting for me. I'm like, no, you have the right of way. Someone's going to get killed here if you don't figure it out. Yeah, you're bigger. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. The worst. You have gas and brake. Get out of the way. Right. Right. I know. So. This is the same. We just, we just visited <laughs> it's the, the Missoula complaint. <laughs> you know, it's the Missoula comments or the Missoulian yeah. comment section. We just, it is. We just dove into the, yeah, uh, sorry. I hate bikes. I love bikes. Yeah. That's, or or That's I hate much... roundabouts. I love roundabouts. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't mean to derail it that way. <laughs> but so there's just so much, there's so much shit going on right now. Yeah. And, uh, and what it feels like downtown to me, you know, all the new stoplights and the, all this, yeah. uh, it's like a sheen. It's like a nice sheen. I'm nervous about that. And it makes me feel like, are we just trying to make this, a, a nicer place for people to come move to? And is this. Right. And the reason I'm asking is like Lower Rattlesnake right now is about it's like Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got yeah wildland all around you. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. little neighborhood, and I'm starting to wonder. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but do you ever think about like what what sure. in ten years what is this town going to be like? And I, is it going to be the place that I want to? Really, hang out? and I don't want to be one of those people who's like, oh, I want everything to stay the same. When I first came here, it was in the, the recession had really hit. Yeah. And so all the mills were closing down, businesses downtown were shuttered, you know, it was really kind of disturbing. Yeah. And while this is good in many ways, um, I fear that we're going to become uh, so, I mean, we're already way too pricey. And so who gets to live here then? Right. You know, we become this lovely little town that everybody wants to visit or you know, live here if you've got that kind of money. Yeah. And then where does everybody who doesn't have that kind of money live? My mom, I, told, yeah. I said this to Travis, my mom, 
uh, is looking for a place to live mm-hmm. here, and she looked at a condo, a new condo, nine hundred square feet, it was six hundred thousand dollars. I so believe it. And yeah. uh, they're selling these things on spec before they even broken right. ground, and it's like who the who was who's buying them. Yeah, so there's no jobs. There's no right, jobs here. Right. It's like, hey, you forgot part of the equation here. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. everybody's podcasting. Yeah, exactly. Not everybody's <laughs> writing books and making all that right? kind of money. Oh, yeah. What do you, you do know? with your stacks with my of cash? Ten, I always talk about my tens of dollars. <laughs> yeah, pizza. We, we get uh, we get the good pizza. We get to go oh, to Bega now. Get big, oh, <laughs> oh, no more Domino's. We need right. a Bega sponsor. We just did. There you Thank go. You, Bega pizza. Breakfast pizza. Breakfast oh. pizza. Oh. They have that at the gas station at nine times out of ten. You can get a breakfast pizza. Mm. If you're in. I had tacos for breakfast. Okay. Breakfast of champions. That's a writer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You go. No. You look like you're about to say something. Uh, What I was going to say was, sorry, Uh, Rattlesnake being Pleasantville. Uh, I guess we're now into the Missoula gentrification Topic, yeah, uh, yeah. I I've always felt that home ownership maybe isn't the thing in the last ten years. Maybe that's moving away. But Missoula specifically, and Bozeman obviously has yeah. the million dollar normal two bedroom homes, right? Because of that. So, yeah. Where is where is Missoula in ten years? What do we what do we have to expect? Because the traffic's only going to get. I mean, I, I don't want to complain about traffic in Missoula. Mm-hmm. I've been to the city. Right. Uh, so it's not that bad. 15 minutes on reserve is 15 minutes on reserve. But what if it comes down to we can't live here anymore? I know. I, know. I don't I like that idea. That. What's our plan? Well, and I'll say this about the traffic. I know it's not like Seattle bad, but when you're at a traffic light and you see it go from red to green and red again and you're oh, yeah. still not through it. Right. Oh, you're talking about Russell. Something is wrong. Then the blood pressure goes. Well, when I first moved I here, you know, I came here from Philly to Denver and then up here, and I thought, I will never, ever complain about traffic. Yeah. Yeah. It took me probably two to three years before I was sitting on reserve, wait, seeing that second light change and going, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I was well, curious. Why it is ridiculous is just the slow movement of, like, we have no progress on Russell. Right. We have zero progress. That is at a, the worst standstill causing the worst traffic. I actually call Missoula the town where nothing happens because, you know, how long have we been planning on widening Russell? Right. Uh, you know, how long have we been talking about developing, is it the Fox Train, the Riverfront Triangle? Right. Yeah. I think when I first came here, how long have we been talking about doing something with the fairgrounds? Again, yeah. back when I first came here. Um, all those things. And it's like, do something. The yeah. Merc. Oh, my God, the Merc. The you know? Merc. Oh, no, pave the Merc. There was a, there was a, the proposal for Orange Street happened in like 2001. Right, right. Okay, so it takes 15 years to get a roundabout put in. Wow. Oh, really? The roundabout they're putting in? Yeah. Took 15 years? Yeah, that proposal wow. I know happened in 2001. Well, we had to Google roundabouts. <laughs> we had to watch some YouTube Collectively. clips. How do roundabouts work? What's the deal? Yeah. Look left, go right. It's, it's really easy. <laughs> so yeah, the gentrification of Missoula, I, 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 we, we, there's no plan. Yeah. There's no plan other than, like, we can't all become small-town sheriffs, which yeah. is my plan. Mm. That's my only backup is to become, a, like, this sheriff in circle. Like, who was the who was the martial arts guy that became a sheriff in Louisiana? Oh, man, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know that? Yeah, he did it for, well, he did it for a reality show. 
Well, but still, yeah, well, a yes. reality show. <laughs> oh, sorry, I missed the key word, <laughs> reality. Uh, Steven Seagal. There's nothing reality about Steven Seagal. Uh, so, Gwen, so you, other than uh, getting outside, mm-hmm. how do you blow off steam? Uh, run very, very slowly. But you're I, a big runner now. I love that. You run a lot. I run, and you run far. I used to. I have not run much since summer. I, you know, I did a, um, I did the equivalent of a half marathon one day this summer. And have really slacked off ever since. That's okay. Um, but it is it is people walk faster than I run. I want to I want to stress how slowly I run. But I really like it. But is it faster than your is your walk faster than your run? No. Well then you're running. So yeah, yeah running. there you go. By, Just barely or shuffling or something jogging. You know I don't know, I don't know what happened to jogging, but I'm single handedly reviving it. Jogging. Do you remember that? Nobody says that anymore. Yeah. Nobody says that. We run. It's like, no, not really. When I think of jogging, I think of Chevy Chase for some reason. Right. Wow. In a tracksuit. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is jogging. That's jogging. Well, I'm not really a runner. I'm more of just a jogger. Just for a jog. I'm just going out for a jog. Nobody says that because they don't want to diminish. Right, right. uh, No, I I happily diminish it. No, I'm running. We go out for a sprint. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what's uh, What's your typical goal? I mean, every. I mean, I know you can be as hobbyist as possible, but you have to have. Uh... Um, my goal was always. I did one marathon, and I, I, I was not last. I could see last from me if I looked over my shoulder. <laughs> but I, um, and I've tried to do a half marathon a year ever since. Awesome. And um, like I said, this past year, I didn't run an organized one, but I went out on a beach one day in Washington and thought I was going to run to the end of the peninsula. Yeah. You know, six miles in, I was like, oh, I'm still not there. So I did like another half mile, turned around, came back and, and um, added the point one to make it official. Um, but that's so I, I do that. Um, I try to work up to a half marathon. So do you feel like running, running and writing are sort of this similar to me? Because when I, I used to run mm-hmm. a lot and I used to write a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're both things that when I, I don't do them for a week, it gets a little bit harder to yep. get back into it. Yep. You don't do it for two weeks, and then all of a sudden it's three months. Yep. And the idea of going of for a run or starting a story, it's like instrum- like you can't yeah. even think oh. about yeah. it. Hashtag runner's block. And yeah. it's, and it, <laughs> Perfect. Mine, mine. Perfect. Perfect. Runner's block. I suffer from runner's block. Yeah. I have runner's block. I have cycling block Serious, right now. man. It's, it's really I think I'm in the middle of runner's block How right do you now. deal with that? <sighs> you know, I'm running maybe once a week, um, which is bad. Um... You know, I, but I think they are very similar in that the flip side of that is, you know, if you put one foot in front of the other long enough, right. you're going to go 13 miles. You'll just do it. And if you put one word after another, you know, you just have to do it. Yeah. And um, theoretically, I guess if you run a lot, you get faster. I've never gotten faster. I can just go farther. Um, but with a book, you eventually get to the end and then you have something you can rewrite, which is the goal. Yeah. Um, you know, they always say you can't edit a blank page. So as long as I've got something on the page, no matter how awful it is, I can then proceed to make it better, I hope. Yeah. So. Do you ever feel like when I'm writing or anything creative, that you're procrastinating? Oh, yeah. I have rationalized, though, where mm-hmm. the procrastinating <laughs> is part of the writing. Oh, but you have to think about it. Like, that. Yeah. that's fine. That's very important. If you need to go eat some pizza and yeah. walk on the block, yeah, it's yeah. part of the process. <laughs> and the one good thing about being back at the day job is those two hours in the morning when I write, you know, that's all I got now. The, yeah. So I'm not screwing around as much as I used to. I'm like, I've only got this very limited amount of time. So you left the newsroom to come talk to us. Yeah. Oh, kind of awesome. Well, 
What's nice. going on at the Missoulian today? Probably a lot that I'm going to get in trouble for when I get back. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Hopefully. But you, so you're the city editor. Yeah. So is that? Do you feel like that's kind of cushy? Like you just get oh. to wait for people. Oh, to fuck it up? is. It is. Because you know what I do? I come in. I put my feet up on the desk about three in the afternoon. I crack a whip and I say, "Turn those stories in." That's and what it is being an editor in. is, right? Yeah. No, it's like being a traffic cop or oh. or a mom. You know, it's like you've got to keep track of what everybody's doing. Really. And um, if something falls through, you've got to make up for that. You know, it's like you've got a big front page story that turns out it's not happening. It's, oh, okay, we can't have white space on the front page, so what's going to go in there? But you can't get in trouble. Theoretically. <laughs> but, that's all that well, matters as long know, as nobody yells at you. Yeah, that's right. That's my goal. Right? I want no one yelling at me. That's scary. But, um, yeah, you're responsible for yeah. you're responsible for the part of the paper that's important. It's very For me, important. It's a really big job. Local, <laughs> local, local I'll, I'll always stress that local government and city is the only stuff that you really need to worry about. Yeah. There's, so there's what are you happening. doing to help us improve that, our right. situation? And that's what I, I'm saying. Go reporters, go get those stories. But, you know, the good thing about the Missoulian is you have um, a staff that combines a lot of experience, um, in some cases with a lot of motivation. Yeah. So I always say... I could walk away tomorrow, and they would just keep putting the paper out. They know mm-hmm. how to do it. Some days I feel very redundant, but I shouldn't say that out loud. No, I'm absolutely essential. <laughs> but um, they're really good at what they do, and if you just kind of, um, you know, you can just get, give them a really loose rein and let them go, and, and they're fine. When you, so. I imagine that lots of the journalists, because we have a really good journalism school here mm-hmm. in Missoula, that you probably have a lot of young people coming through the newsroom uh we do um not as much as we used to because we can't hire the way we used to right but um we did hire someone this year who was one of my students when i I taught briefly as an adjunct at the university is that jamie uh no um although jamie was an intern when i was at the mausoleum before so i knew her from then so that's really fun to see her you know being a grown-up reporter she's awesome she's wonderful yeah and uh peter friesen is our new city county government reporter uh kira verkreisen is a uh, photo intern but she was in my class cool um so i just you know i love having seen them at sort of the beginning of of their getting into journalism and now seeing them actually doing it do you ever really fun is it though, or are you like, man, you picked the wrong field? No. <laughs> and theoretically, at the J school, they're going to realize quickly that it's not the right field for them because you could kind of see some people going, "I don't like this," you know, it's just not fun. Right. And then you could see other people like just get it, and that was the thing I really loved about teaching. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess so. Aside from like the lifestyle and the work mm-hmm. being difficult, I guess more what yeah. I mean is like, is it is it gone? Is it going to be gone in fifteen years? I don't, oh, yeah. No. I actually don't think it is. Yeah. I think we're all um, we're all so nosy. We want to know about stuff, and right. that's where the news. I mean, that's essentially what the news is. Yeah. You know, we're just passing along informed information as opposed to sheer gossip. I hope. Yeah. Um, but you know, people want to know. People are curious, and again. Um, you obviously see that in the best reporters. It's like they just want to find out. And if someone tries to get in their way of finding out, you can. it's like that red flag in front of the bull. It's yeah. like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> You're going to be really sorry because yeah. they're going to get it now. Um, so that's that's a fun process to watch. But I also think our readers really respond to that. Yeah. You know, when we're putting news out there that they hadn't known before, you know, you really see them chime in 
or with a story that's like super well told. Um, Vince Devlin wrote a story this weekend about, I'm going to embarrass myself and not remember the name of the trail, but a trail that goes from Glacier all the way to the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Northwest Trail. Yeah. Just, it just got finished. Awesome story. Cool. Really, really long story. Yeah. Not particularly newsworthy in the sense that, you know, this didn't happen yesterday, but, so good though. but that story was one of our highest read stories because it was just like you said, it was so good. I mean, I read it and thought. I want to go on that trail. That's yeah. exactly what I thought. And happened. then my second thought is, if you do that, you will die. No, but I still want to go on that that's trail. Not too. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the, uh, what is, oh, I don't want to do this, but uh, what is, what is the relationship at the Missoulian between print and digital? Where is that? Because we can talk about the, yeah, the yeah. scheme of it's dying and, and, and it's never going to happen again. But what is that relationship for you? I think they're almost inseparable now. Yeah. You know, everything that goes in the paper goes online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even know that there's really a dividing line anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't quite know how to answer the question yeah. because it's so, you know, I think the trick is deciding when to put stuff online uh, in ways that most people will see it or will respond to it. But beyond that, it's, it's, all, it's all hashtags. Hashtag yeah, Missoulian. it is pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. block. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's well, that's interesting. Like, I, I would assume because I don't know who's buying the paper. Yeah. We don't we don't have one here. I don't see them. And when I'm at and when I'm at Burn Street or mm-hmm. or the coffee shop, there's one copy or two copies. Yeah, there's usually 10. one at the coffee shops yeah. around town in Car- different places. That's whenever I read it in print it's always at a coffee shop a funny story carly and i are having breakfast like a month ago really mm-hmm. early in the morning and we didn't see like a house copy of the paper yeah and carly went out and put a quarter or whatever in uh-huh. the tribune dispenser <gasps> and we came back in and the waitress said did you just buy that we got a house copy uh. it's like yeah how did the how who where was it how do they one well, and how <laughs> yeah. are they even selling these like why do they even do it anymore yeah you yeah. know uh, but I'm glad that they do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we get it at home, but the problem is by the time I get it in the morning, I've already edited most of the stories the night before, so, you've read them. so I've seen it. You've read it yeah. But I kind of look at it, I want to see where things are placed, you know, how they show up in print. And I always read the letters to the editor because, my God, we have an engaged community. Yeah. They're in there it. talking about everything. Oh, man. In the yep. comments section. The comments. I, no, I, no. Can we shut the comment sections down? Uh, I want to go strongly on record as saying tomorrow would be fine. It should happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pointless. Yeah, it's not. I don't. I don't think that's included in free speech. If it were engaged conversation, um, yeah, I'd no. be happy with that. But it's like the same five people. I can tell you off the top of my head what Walter Twelve will say. I was just going to say Walter story. Twelve. Yeah, we joke constantly about a Walter Twelve drinking game. I remember oh. Walter Twelve back during the Jordan Johnson stuff. Walter oh. Twelve was around. Yeah, oh, he's better. He's I don't He's know what rough. he does all day. That's what he does all day. Yeah. You know what he does all yeah. day. He scrubs the paper and right. starts. And he's his own journalist. Yeah. At this point, uh, and or something. <laughs> Uh, analyst. He's his own analyst. He's an analyst. But he has the same answer for everything. Uh, it's Obama's leftist thugs. That's the problem with the world. Which is so crazy. <laughs> He's out there. It's so crazy. Are you excited for this election, Miller? Yes. Yesterday would be really good to have it over with. Yeah. Um, I am excited. You know, I will tell people that the reason I went back to the newsroom is so I could work election night. Really? Because I love election night. What's I that love like? election. Oh, my God, this pizza. <laughs> 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 uh, it is just fun because 
everybody's just buzzing. You know, there's so much happening so fast with all the returns coming in at the same time and everybody trying to get their stories done that um, it's like super adrenaline. Uh, My concern is that we'll end up like we did in 2000, where at the end of the night, who knows what happened? Right. Um, so what do you write? You kind of know you're you going to have to... You just sort of say, keep watching online. Maybe. Yeah. Ob- yeah. Yeah, that was Clinton so maybe one. Or somebody. You know, Probably. I remember actually 2000, I was in New Jersey working for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and my neighbor across the street was an Inquirer reporter. And we kind of woke up in the morning, we met out in the middle of the street going... What's going on? Yeah. So you know, weird. everybody went to sleep at like four thinking somebody had won and then nobody had won. And it was just weird. It's so weird. So I don't know if we'll have that scenario. So again. what do you guys want? You're watching. Um, we have people at all the, um, this gets a little boring, but still at all the county election offices and they are relaying the returns to us. Um, you, basically, the only way to do this is have a, a giant form and someone reads off the numbers to someone who plugs them in that form and just constantly oh, updates like the website. I mean, it That's is cool. so retro. Yeah. And there's no other way to do it. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's frustrating as heck. You think by now some magical online thing would just, you know, flow right. into all of our websites. But yeah. no. When does online voting happen? Well, how far away are we from yeah. online voting? I don't know. The internet seems pretty susceptible right now. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know if you want it. I used to think it'd be good, and now I think, no, yeah, that's not. Yeah. I think the internet's going down. I really do. You think it's going I think down it's gonna be, election I, night? No. Oh. I think it's going to be less of a part of our life really? in 10 years than it is now. I don't yeah, know. that's my hot take for the day. Okay. No. I do. I mean, I, I hot take for the day. <laughs> I, I will say that um, uh, the. I will take Facebook as the prime example, and I'll take virtual reality as its sister, that those will combine, and we won't have to leave the house anymore (laughs) to go participate in social activities. You will sit in your chair wearing your suit and gloves, (laughs) and you will participate. You will go to a bar online you will go to work oh, i want to go to a bar i want to be there yeah i want to be at the bar What's, so so do i yeah. but i feel like it's that's where it's going you're going to be sitting participating probably sitting next to someone who's also doing that and you guys are holding hands in the machine not online that's where i think it's i think it's actually only going to replace everything i think he's had too much coffee yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, no such thing. Think about this a lot. And here's yeah. why I think it's going to happen is because that's what I want to happen. If I could somehow not leave the not house. Not leave the house? Oh, that's a writer's dream. <laughs> yeah. I'll still go for a hike. Right. In my uh, suit. And sitting in a chair. And, on a treadmill. And it could have one of those vibrating. Remember those things that were yeah. supposed to make you lose belly fat? Right. That just yeah, jiggle right. on you? The electrodes, yeah. yeah. Yep. I'll have one of those. I'll be on a treadmill. I'll be walking up the rattlesnake. That sounds okay, actually. Somebody will walk by the window and go, what is he doing? And I'll be like, having the greatest time ever. Why do you think the internet's going to slow? I just think it's super susceptible. I think uh, I think we're just never going to figure it out. I think, uh, and I think that's okay. I think if the terrorists wanted to win, they'd just shut it down. It's like we would be helpless. But but by if if it's yeah. there, you can control stuff. So if we uh, if we yeah oh man I'm going deep yeah. shit yeah uh, but you know if it's Start there that novel, man. and people are <laughs> depending on it, don't shut it down. Just get in there and manipulate. Oops. You know uh, yes. 
I mean, that's what I'm doing with my hacking right now. Oh. <laughs> that's what I'm focusing so, on. You are, uh, I would love to see Jamie the Coder. Oh, my God. Jamie the Coder. Just, oh, God, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. <laughs> nope. Uh, there's a book uh, that I'm stealing most of these ideas from. It's Ernest Klein, Ready Player One. I saw that, and I haven't read it. Oh, go go Can in. Go in deep, because it's like a, it's a scary thing to say, uh, we're all going to be doing this thing inside of our brain. That is scary. I don't uh, know. People in my family, we're big on denial. We're just like, wah, wah, can't happen. Yep. Not going to well, pay attention. there's plenty of people that are still denying getting a cell phone. So True. on those side of people, that's what's keeping right. outdoors alive. That's what's keeping a store. Mm-hmm. Those are the people going to a store. Yeah. I would gladly, gladly order online from a local store so I don't have to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> I got other stuff to but do. But it's because of the traffic. Oh, <laughs> it's because we live a block from a roundabout. Yeah, uh, I can't get out of here. Uh, favorite bar in Missoula? Oh, God. That's a tough one. Charlie's or the Union Club? Oh. Wow. I Which think one? Union Club might be... So, I love Charlie's. Yeah. But it can be a little much in there. It gets crowded. It gets crowded. The shape of the bar is... Right. You got to be ready to, to hang. Yeah. You know? Union is like Union's awesome. You could you could like bring your laptop and write at the Union. And I have thought of that several times. Yeah, totally. There's plenty of people do that. And I don't wanna like get to that point, but I'm so tempted. Yeah. It's like, come on, just set up. If only I open at little six, bit of six in the morning. <laughs> I bet I could write a lot better if I did it that there you way. Go. For like two Jamesons. Yeah. And then Oh man. And then it slowly uh, you think yeah. you're getting better. Oh, <laughs> yeah. fine kicking ass. Right. When was the last time I hit a period? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Page of run on. Uh, I think, uh, here's my thing about the union, the back, especially where the booths are, mm-hmm. the lighting is so spot on. Yeah. And to me, lighting is like 70% yeah. of a good bar. And they have got it nailed in there. I've been playing a gig at least once a month for 16 years at the union. And uh, uh, sometimes three times a month and there is almost always somebody throughout till two in the morning uh-huh. while a band is playing, while people are dancing. There's always at least one person working. Really? Doing something. <gasps> reading. I've that seen could people, be me. I've seen people in the corner in a booth reading. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Big party. Reading. Yeah. I, I, there's really? Yeah. There's something in there. There's something in there about that. I think there's something about, I, you know, again, it's like writing in the coffee shop in the morning, and it may be because I've spent so much time in newsrooms. Like, I really like my solitude. Mm-hmm. I love my solitude. But that way, you can kind of be in your own little space, especially if you've got headphones, but there's people around you, so you're not completely alone. You can say, yeah. see, see I'm, I'm out socializing, even though you're not talking to anybody, yes. but they're there. Well, and sometimes, like, the white noise mm-hmm. of a room I is think that's really huge. useful. Yeah. No, I think that's totally true. Yeah. And if you sat, I uh, used to write in uh, the break a lot, and I would sit in the back, like back where they make all the pastries, yeah. and watch them do that. Oh. Yeah, the <laughs> break is awesome. It's a great seat back there. But yeah. you have to, break is very dependent on this good seat. Because if oh, you get yeah. one of those seats that's, nope. first of all, doesn't have an outlet, but is also near the yeah. the boulevard. Yeah, you can't oh, do that. Oh, man, it's a nightmare. Or you get, you get the rush of 30-degree wind every time the door opens. Right. No, you got to be front. in the back. Or feel guilty for taking up a seven-seat yeah. by yourself. No, and I but would I'm get really upset when I'd go in and someone would be at my table. I'm like, excuse me. And then I would get to another table and I'd just, like, watch them. 
And the minute they twitched, I'd be over there. Yes. It's mine. Oh my God, I'm that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, the, uh, back to that, the, uh, I always feel like being in place working with mm-hmm. people that maybe there's a little bit of judgment. Maybe that's because I think people are actually watching me. Yeah. But, I, but I feel like I'm getting more done because, well, I can't get up and wander around. Right. Because right. people will be... Somebody's going to say, why are you just wandering around? Oh, and somebody like me is going to take your spot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I spend a lot of time like, I'm working. Nope, I'm working. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I think that's good. For I think everybody. you're right. Yeah. Because eh, socializing, I don't want to socialize. Right. So I'll put the hat down, put the headphones on, but I'm being judged. Yeah. That's the outside. That's the uh, going outside to work. Well, and there's two types of people you see in those situations. The friends will come and be like, hey man, and you're just like, I'm working. Yeah. And then there's the other friend that sits oh. down. Oh, no, no, no. And then says, hey, man. No yeah. sitting. Hey, there's this YouTube video you got to watch. Hey, man. I, I can't. I can't right now. I'm Look. <laughs> look at words are happening. Leave it. Leave it. Yeah, but and then if you're like me, uh, I five minutes in, I'm like, all right, fuck it. And I close my computer. Right. And that's it crossword. for the if I If I spot uh, the crossword, yeah. I will ditch everything to do it. Oh, <gasps> uh, Fridays are so hard. Give me that. What I thought you were working. I'm gonna do the crossword. Are you good at crosswords? Well, the crossword is is like words. Yep. It triggers other words. It's important. It's like I do Scrabble. I think that's true. Scrabble on my phone. I'm yes. addicted to. Yes. So, Are you good at it? Yes, I am. I bet you're good. Oh. I'm becoming better. I'm up to the expert level now. So are you good at Scrabble? Are, are you one of those people that's good at Scrabble because you're of your vocabulary, or are you good at Scrabble because you know there are people who like know have the Scrabble dictionary and just know how to play oh, Scrabble. All those little trick words. Yeah. yeah, I don't know the little trick that's words. Or you don't have all your two letter words that. or your no, words. No, I'm learning them slowly, very slowly. <laughs> when people but, uh, get those in their pocket, they're it's just not even. I suck yeah. at Scrabble anyway. Yeah. Uh, you we always when it's on the table, we'll have to we always set the the three letter rule. You got to make a three letter word. Oh, that's rough. But I know Ooh. because because it's so you run into that thing where you're like this is just a little brick yeah. of words. Yep. And there's nothing And then you can't can build do. on it. Yeah, yeah no, that sucks. Stop doing that. Put down <laughs> a 10 letter word, please. So, yeah, uh crosswords uh, and Scrabble, my thing with them is, is that's the only thing that activates my brain. Right. Yeah. Like that will get me, that'll get me rolling. I actually working. think there's something to that. I think so too. I subscribe to that. It, it sort of gets you working and thinking, but you're not really totally working yet, but you're, you're getting in the groove. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's like it focus. Because focus is hard. Oh. Yeah. And like me having not written a long time, uh, I have panic attacks where I'm like, I don't even know if I can read. Like, I don't even yeah. know if I could read a whole page. Yeah. Like, I just tried to read your bio, and it, and it was too long. It was too long. I just, and it's too boring. I just, I just... No. No, it's not boring. No, but I love talking about bios, because we all Uh-oh. have to write them. It's we hard. Did you write your own bio? I did. It's oh, hard. Yours is really good. So hard. Yeah, oh, no, actually, you. I got a lot of information, which that. is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think journalists are probably, <laughs> are probably uniquely qualified to write good bios. Probably. You know? You know Why? Because we've read so many obits that are dreadful yeah. that we like write yes. something that we wouldn't be, you know, embarrassed by. Yeah. So, um, have we all seen the crossword documentary? Have you seen the documentary? I have not. Is it good? It's worth it's, it's worth really a look. Good. It's a little it's it's dated now because it's all about the there's a crossword championship that uh, the Wall Street right. Journal or a New York Times puts on. Right. Uh, Will Will, Will Short? Yeah. yeah. And uh, at the time, I think it's only like four thousand dollar prize, and there's only. Maybe Only. 100 people involved. Yeah. But I think it's probably it's grown by now. Huge, and I sure. want to go so bad. I do. I set the timer. 
I time myself. Wow. Trying. I'm not wow. the, you say wow, but like yeah. I could say, and I hit the stop button at three hours. <laughs> See, now the way I play Scrabble is I play against the computer. And if I'm losing too bad, I just start a new game. <laughs> it's like, screw this. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I had to delete words with friends. Oh, too social. I didn't even start. Yeah. Too social. No, I don't want to be interacting with a human being. <laughs> I, I just want to, yeah. I don't want the alert that says that my mom played another word. I got Aww. it. I got it. I don't. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Can we just sit down and play Scrabble together once? So, yeah, but I love the activation. I love that thing. It's the only thing that I can wake up to. And and if I do it yeah. before I go to bed, I'm going to sleep like shit. Because I'm yeah. like, oh, that's oh funny. I, I want to keep going. Oh, that sounds good, though. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think that is good compared to uh, falling asleep binging on a TV show. Oh, totally. yeah. My With your brain activated rotting. by a screen, which is probably obviously yeah. not very good for us. We are, me and Carly are totally addicted to this, this show, Survivor. Yeah, I'm addicted. Wait, I'm totally addicted. Wait, Survivor as in the old Survivor, like from yeah, twenty three seasons Survivor. Uh, they're on season thirty three. Oh, oh my god, man! You and Jeff, you go to bed with Jeff Proops every night. Every I fucking I love him. Oh my god, and he I, always wears and blue. And I think and I think that we would be great friends. And I also <laughs> think that I also think I would win Survivor. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Well, why don't you apply? <sighs> because I don't know how to read or write anymore. <laughs> The application process is too. Yeah, shit, we'll write it man. for you. Fuck. Yeah, if you if we can do that, if you could write it. Just for the sheer joy of watching you. Oh man! Wow. No, no, we can't. We have to do the podcast, and you can't be gone for six weeks. It also seems terrible. It does seem like it's yeah, terrible. It's, it's a weird joke. He always wears blue. Chef yeah. Pros. Yep. He's so pro. He I've never pro. seen it. He's I'm embarrassed. Prof- to never say I've never seen Survivor. I've never actually seen an episode. It's the Smith family. My the the other half of me loves that show. It is a game show. Okay. Yes. It is not reality television. But they okay. are. But they are sleeping out there. Right. But there's kind no. Of. There's no like like bullshit drama. The uh-huh. drama is because they're trying to win a game. Right. So it's not like the Kardashians reality or the real world. Which or the real world. Man. The real world. We're going way back. I yeah, know, I remember I that. Wow. Well, because that's the birth of reality TV yeah. is Survivor in the real world. That's like the whole like, oh, this is the this is this is what this is what people are doing outside your house. Oh, are they? Are they really? No. <laughs> Jeff Proops, if he came over to the house right now, what would you say to him? Go. What would I say to him? <laughs> oh man, I'd be like, bro, you want some coffee? <laughs> And I'd say it like that. And then we'd like kind of hug. Aww. And then he'd like flop down on the couch because we're cool. Oh. It just gets comfy. I don't have to tell him anything. Wow. He just knows we're cool. Uh, do, you have, do you have a TV fetish of any sort? Do you have a show that is, oh, is God, important? God, this is so embarrassing. Yeah, it is. If you so don't... embarrassing. Okay. No, it's Grey's no Anatomy. No. It's total oh. bubblegum. Oh. But there's all those cute guys. <laughs> And dudes. It, you know, it's just enough. The dial, I'm going to say the dialogue is smart enough to keep me engaged. How's that? Wow. But mostly it's cute dudes who occasionally take their shirts off. Um, and it's, oh, you know, it's, but it's pretty mindless, but not so mindless as to be embarrassing. But the dialogue, you like the dialogue. I like the dialogue. Huh. Dialogue is impossible to write. Dialogue's tough. It's the hardest But see, thing. that's where journalism comes in. I will defend it that way because you're so used to like trying to grab that good quote. Yeah, and you're like, why didn't you just say this like uh, this? I know, and then you can write your own good quotes, <laughs> finally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, what's uh, So James Lee Burke uh, has 
he has sold many books to many to the uh, to the to the movie world. Yeah. Uh, how does that uh, does that a uh, does oh, that yeah. is that a thing? Is there a movie? There sort of is. <gasps> um, so a first-time filmmaker, Conrad Tho Fiedler, has made a short film from my second novel, Dakota. And as he optioned it and got the rights and has made this film, and as I understand it, you take your short film around a film festival. See, he's been ex- he's been accepted and, and shown it at a festival. It's finished in London. It's a sh- again, it's thirteen minutes, and then he's showing it at one in Hawaii uh, next week, and then I think he takes it to L.A. And I think the idea is you use this to shop it to a big studio sure. who will then. But anyway, I just got to see it. And it was the most amazing experience hearing my words come out of someone's mouth. So there's mouth. verbatim. Yeah, I was like, wait. Oh, and how cool is that? <laughs> it, um, what I love about it is that he uh, went to the Blackfeet Reservation, met with a tribal council, met with elders, got permission to film up there, and then filmed up there in January. And so they were nice. hardcore. And he I did just, it right. Yeah, he did it absolutely right. The the visuals are beautiful. Wow. Um, the little snippet I saw, the acting is really good. The, uh, I think the um, actor is Devery Jacobs, is the one who's mainly um, featured. And Lily Gladstone was his casting person who helped him find cool. Blackfeet. Oh, it, it was really good. So I am rooting for that film in is a big it called, way. It's uh, called Running Eagle. Running Eagle. Yeah. Awesome. Everybody so, look out for Running Eagle. It's that on Facebook. So it has a Facebook page. So go awesome. follow it. That's so exciting. It is cool. It's very cool. It, and I have so, you know, it's it's his movie. So I my only investment is emotional. So um, it's really fun to just kind of kick back and watch. Awesome. And when are we going to see uh, Reservations? March. March. March 8th. Awesome. Will you be doing a reading? Absolutely. Awesome. A bunch, I hope. We will be sure, if we're still doing a podcast in March, we'll be sure to uh, (laughs) remind people. Wow. Okay. So much faith in our in our abilities. I have faith. Well, you know, it's we're trying to get we're you know it's because we're trying to get the podcast uh, the podcast optioned for Phil. There you go. Yeah. I think that would be worth it. (laughs) Super super awesome. Uh, Gwen, thank you so much for coming to chat with us. It's awesome. You this have... is way more fun than being in the newsroom. No offense to the newsroom. Sweet. Let's do it every day. Okay. Yeah. We'll probably call you again in a couple of weeks when everyone else uh, everyone falls else through. Fails. Yeah. <laughs> John Gingen continues to say no. Who do you think we should interview next? Who would you That's... love to hear? Now you know the format. It's nothing. Uh, uh, who do you think we should talk to him oh, as well? Oh, man. Um, he's been interviewed a lot, but James Lee Burke, do him. Have do you, you think... ever? I can't. I can't do it. He's oh, so great. You I don't, don't have to. He just rolls. Yeah, and everything he says is fascinating. He might... I have no celebrity thing. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't know that I could talk to him. I'd be terrified to approach him. So I get that. But every time I've heard him talk, I'm just mesmerized. And he's so funny. Oh, he's man. the man in every mm. way. He's the man. Well, we'll ask him. And then do you think he would say yes? No idea. But you think he should? You know, I think he should. I know some people. Uh, awesome. We'll we'll get James Lee Burke, <laughs> no. and then uh, Gwen will come back on. And we'll talk about. It. <laughs> Ooh, round table. Perfect. Mystery All right. Writers round table. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Gwen. Oh my God, you guys are awesome. That was fun. Cool. Thank you uh, for doing it. Yeah. We-